All right, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. It's Glenn Rockney. Um, just me today. Uh, last two episodes, I had guests. Um, shout out Marcus Johnson. Shout out Matt Fallon. Two very fun episodes. If you didn't get a chance to check those out, uh, go ahead and check them out. You know what I mean? It was fun. Check out the preview with Marcus Johnson, uh, the Chargers preview episode, midseason check-in. Um, that one's still good, especially since the Raiders won. So, um, you know, the preview holds up pretty well and the midseason check-in. And uh, Matt Fallon was on um, for an instant reaction uh, to the Chargers, the victory, epic victory against the Chargers. Um, that was a fun one, too. So uh, go ahead and check those out if you haven't. If this is your first episode of Rock Vegas, if you came on being fans of those two guys and you came on, I appreciate you checking, watching and sticking with it. Um, just me today, so don't leave. Don't leave. Still fun when I'm by myself. That's what I was doing for a while. Um, they say the safest podcast you can do is with yourself. Um, nonetheless, um, the Raiders, five and three Raiders, are uh, playing Denver this week. And uh, before I get into the Denver preview, just wanted to say a couple things um, just on a letting the game marinate. I do a lot of instant reactions, right? My Sunday podcast that a lot of people listen to on Monday, but the Sunday podcast is always an instant reaction. So I don't always have all the information available to me. It's just an instant reaction to whatever I saw that day. Um, a couple thoughts from the Raiders win against the Chargers. Um, one thing that really sticks out to me is Brandon Parker and Sam Young aren't good. They're not good at all. Brandon Parker has been getting some praise, right? And from people, Hey, look, Brandon Parker came in, he stepped in and did okay. Now, Brandon Parker did not allow Derek Carr to get crushed, right? I think we tend to think when offensive linemen, aren't having their quarterback taking off in a stretcher, giving the thumbs up, right? Doing like the thumbs up on the stretcher. You're like, hey, the offensive line did, a, did an okay job, right? But Brandon Parker was getting pushed back all game. Mechanically, he's not sound. Um, I'm not sure it's ever going to be there. And Sam Young just isn't getting it done. I thought earlier in the season, Sam Young was just was okay, playing okay. Um He's not getting it done. So the bookend tackles, missing Trent Brown, missing Colton Miller, that's a huge, huge downgrade. So before people – people are very results only when it comes to offensive line, right? Like I said, if your quarterback's not getting blasted every play, they think the offensive line's doing well, right? So – and sometimes quarterbacks hold on to the ball too much. Like guys like Deshaun Watson will hold on to the ball and kind of create their own sacks, create their own trouble. And then you'll blame the offensive line when really it's like, oh, that's on the quarterback. So there's a lot of nuance to offensive line. And I do suggest people that are trying to speak as like offensive line experts. Um, if you don't actually like study offensive line, it's really tough to comment on offensive line. So for me, I'm looking at grades. I'm looking at PFF grades, looking at some film cutups, just a little bit. I'm not a film expert, but from what I'm seeing, Brandon Parker's getting destroyed, right? Sam Young's getting destroyed. That's something, you know, with Trent Brown being out for a while, Colton Miller's still not practicing this week. As of today, this is Thursday evening. I'm recording this. Um, I, I, I hope the Raiders are able to work around it and they've done a nice job working around it. Um, John Gruden and Derek Carr do a really good job working around it because the offense is predicated on getting the ball out of, out of Derek Carr's hands very quick to people in space and letting them run, right? We don't like when Derek Carr holds the ball very long. I don't personally. 
Um, you saw it at the end of the second quarter, right? At the end of the half against the Chargers. Um, people, you, you watch the all 22 Wallers wide open on the thing. I still don't think that play should have been run. I understand Carr saw Waller. It was just a bit too late. The protection broke down and he fumbled. I still don't think you run that play, right? Especially with your two tackles out. If you have Miller and Brown in there, let's go. But know your personnel, right? But one thing I will say about Gruden and, and Carr is they're doing a really nice job working around these tackles. I don't think a lot of teams can do can have the offense put up 30 points a game missing three starters on their offensive line. And not just three starters, three really good starters, right? Colton Miller's been good. Trent Brown's really good. When he's in there, hey, look, you know me. I'm team Trent Brown. When Trent Brown's in there, the offensive line is great. Incognito, elite guard. Um, I'm not sure when we're going to see him, but if at all, or I'm not – I'm not sure incognito, like if he's going to play another NFL snap, because it's an Achilles injury, man. That stuff, you're not, it's not guaranteed. Let's hope he does. Let's hope that he's out um, only for what this week, maybe. And, and maybe he comes back to practice next week. Let's hope. But the Raiders could be working around having two starters uh, missing on their offensive line all year. And that, and that could be trouble. But I think Gruden and Carr have done a really good job working around it, getting the ball out of the hand quick. Um, uh, really relying on Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, and Denzel Good, who are doing a really nice job. Um, especially Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson in the last game against the Chargers. They were phenomenal. Phenomenal. If you, if you watch Rodney Hudson, he's really um, starting to pick it up in the run game. Um, I didn't think he was having a very good season as a run blocker. Um, but in the past, he's always been elite. Still elite. Same with Gabe. Same thing. But they both really are getting after it. John, You heard John Gruden praising Gabe Jackson today as one of the best guards in football. To me, that means Gabe might get another contract pretty soon. Um, but also, do we take Gruden at his word in press conferences? I don't know. But nonetheless, the offensive line, something to keep an eye on. Um, they're doing a really good job working around it now. Uh, but you just hope it doesn't come back to haunt them. Another thing is Isaiah Johnson. Um, look, I, it's something I saw from the get-go. Isaiah Johnson's really good. Had three huge pass breakups against the Chargers. Um, he needs more playing time. But John Gruden says he's got a lot of stuff to work out. A lot of uh, – it shouldn't cause an uptick in playing time, which, you know, I, I kind of disagree with. Um, I know Trayvon Mullen's back at practice this week, which is really nice. Um, and, and it's great to see. A lot of guys came back to practice. Alec Ingold, too. It, really nice to see that guys aren't going to be out for a long time. But Isaiah Johnson should be out there. Nevin Lawson doesn't need to see the field. If you get Arnett back, which could happen soon, and you have Isaiah Johnson kind of emerging, right? Last year, Gruden was praising Isaiah Johnson before he got hurt. And when he got hurt, they said, man, he was having a great camp. This guy, this guy can play. And... Uh, let's take the training wheels off, see what he's got, right? I'll get to a plan later that I, I think might work for Isaiah Johnson. But for now, let him get out there. Let him play. He needs more playing time. He was good against the Chargers. And that's just being put out there saying, look, this is your guy. This is the NFL. Isaiah, you're covering one-on-one. -on -one. In a crucial moment in the game, he got it done twice in a row. Once against Mike Williams and once against uh, Darnell Parnum. Parnum, I want to say is his last name. Uh, what he has to see a little more of the field. I'm hoping Gruden's just bluffing a little bit, honestly, with that. I, I hope so. Um, another thing from the game, Cleveland Furl. Uh, I've been very critical of him. A lot of Raider Nation's been very critical. He's got a few stands, 
he's got a few stands out there. A lot of, a lot of people like him. Shout out my guy, Kev Wynn, uh, Kevin Wynn, um, uh, other guys like that. They're, they're, they're real big on Cleveland Furl. Um, and, and he's playing well this year. Not great. I don't, I still don't think he's ever going to be an elite pass rusher, but, um, if you even look at just PFF grades, right. And I look, say what you will about PFF. A lot of Raider fans don't like him, but it's interesting because a lot of Raider fans do like PFF and they go off of PFF when it fits their narrative. Um, so it's kind of a narrative based, uh, thing, right. The way, uh, Raider fans look at uh, PFF. I'm sure every NFL fan base is like that too. Um, they're a little crazy with their grades. Sometimes a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. A lot of the film guys I know, they're like, no, these grades don't make sense, but Cleland Furl's grading really well. Um, he looks better, right? He's not explosive as a pass rusher, but he's showing that consistently he's a little bit better at winning against his blocker, right? Against the person trying to stop him. He's winning a little more. PFF has Cleland Furl ranked at, as the 15th overall edge defender, right? Which I think is a little bit high, but it goes to show that there, there are people noticing it. Last year, he was not even close. Not even close to that. He was graded as one of their worst rookies um, throughout the year. And it's not just run defense that he's grading well, and he's grading well as a pass rusher. He's got a 77 overall grade, which is really, really good. I believe last year it was just under 60 with PFF. So I just want to give a shout-out because I've been really critical. I still don't know how, how high his ceiling is as a pass rusher. I still don't know if he's ever going to be that dominant player that you pick at number four, which I'll always be my gripe, right? Um, I, I still was team Brian Burns, but that's okay. That's okay. Cleveland for all is, is, is a really good, is, I won't say really good. He's a good football player and maybe he could be really good. You know, we'll see definitely well-rounded and it's nice to see. He had some really nice plays in the run game against the chargers. Um, last thing before we move on to Denver, Henry Ruggs and I, and everybody's saying this, this is not a hot take. But it seems to be that the fan base seems to be in. We kind of all together have the same conclusion. Get Henry Ruggs the ball early. Get it to him in space. Give him those free releases. Give him those drags, those crossing routes, the slants, right? They don't run slants with him. It's just not happening. It's not like he's not winning the slants. They don't run slants with him. Um, one of my favorite plays of the year with the Raiders. I love the way he was used against Carolina before he got hurt. And, you know, maybe that has something to do with why they're trying to preserve him, but I'm sorry. He's the 12th overall pick. Get him in a position to succeed. One of my favorite plays was against Tampa where he had this little whip route, right? They believe it was Renfro and Waller were running across the field and it looked like everybody was dragging across the field. Henry Ruggs just stops. The other two receivers clear out the entire defense. There's nobody on the left side of the field. Henry Ruggs just takes it for 29 yards down the sideline, right? Jet sweeps, too. It's like free yardage with Henry Ruggs, a jet sweep. And I'm not saying you could run it every play. Sometimes those look ugly, right? Watch the Bears with Cordero Patterson. It looks ugly. They get blown up sometimes. But I think Gruden knows what he's doing. I, I think Gruden does call a good, good plays. I think he's just scared to trust rookies sometimes. And I think he's just running Henry Ruggs deep all the time. And I'm not so sure Henry Ruggs is a deep threat. It's weird. You see guys that are that fast and you think that's a deep threat. There's a lot that goes into winning down the field as a wide receiver. And Henry Ruggs isn't, isn't beating press coverage like that consistently. Not yet. I think he could. 
I don't think we're looking at Darius Hayward Bay here. This guy catches everything. You know what I mean? You know, feet, footwork's a little bit of an issue, but that's okay. A lot of wide receivers don't come in the league with incredible footwork. But just get it to him early. Let's build the confidence. Let him run. You know, let he doesn't need to be the deep threat. You have Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar has been the deep threat on this team, and he's been phenomenal with it. Speaking of which, Nelson Aguilar, team Nelson Aguilar. I got I got receipts on it too, tweets and audio. Uh, how much I like Nelson Aguilar in the offseason. Um, needs a new contract. Get the man a new contract. He he should be on this team for a while. I think. I think it works well with Gruden. I think he's a veteran wide receiver that Gruden's going to trust. I think he's somebody that Carr trusts because it doesn't look like they're going to move on from Derek Carr anytime soon, especially if Carr keeps this play up for the rest of the year. Get him in. Get Devontae Booker in. Let's go. Lock them up. Um, it shouldn't be too expensive. But you have Nelson Aguilar. He can be your deep threat. Henry Ruggs could be your speedy underneath guy. Maybe run some four wide receiver slots where you have rent. Uh, sl- sorry, slots. That was not a great, uh, great. That was kind of a mess up on my part. Get some four wide receiver sets and have uh, rugs and Renfro as inside receivers. You know what I mean? That that could be some fun stuff. BD Williams was on on this podcast preseason saying, "Man, Henry Ruggs, look at these routes that Renfro is running." You're telling me Henry Ruggs couldn't take these to the house? Like uh, it's interesting because you don't want to take Renfro, Renfro off the field, but you could spread the field out, right? You could have you could mix it up. You could have Aguilar, Waller, Rugs. Renfro, right? Even sneak Brian Edwards in there instead of, you know, mix and match. So offense is balanced and versatile. So I, I'd like to see all different looks from it. Don't make Ruggs a one-trick pony because he's not. Right? Your 12th overall pick can't just be a deep threat. And I don't think he is. I think he's better underneath. So let's not get too down on him, Raider Nation. I tweeted earlier this week. Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards are not going to have astronomically big statistical years in their first year. Wide receivers in John Gruden's offense do not. Renfro didn't catch on until after around this time last year, right? He didn't start catching on. So maybe that's what's to come with Henry Ruggs. We don't know. I don't think he trusts rookie wide receivers in his offense. He doesn't really like rookies that much, period, honestly, unless he has to play them. But... That's just a few thoughts from uh, the Charger game when they had some time to marinate on that. Um, let's look ahead to Denver. What is going on with these Denver Broncos, right? A lot of people had them picked as some sleeper, right? Because of the Jerry Judy pick, um, good wide receiver core. A lot of people like Drew Locke. I wasn't one of the people, but a lot of people thought Drew Locke played well towards the end of last year and uh, thought that the Broncos with the defense, Vic Fangio, could maybe put together a little bit of run. Doesn't look like that's going to happen this year. But nonetheless, the Raiders cannot take this team lightly. They can't take any team lightly, right? They play at the level of their competition a lot of times. Um, and that's going to be the theme of this. But let's take a look at the Broncos, right? Start with Drew Locke. Drew Locke has kind of struggled a bit this year. Um, he's had his big moments where he's had his comebacks like against the Chargers um, and stuff like that. But this Raiders defense, this is going to be so far the worst quarterback that that he's that they faced. And I, I don't mean worse, like he's terrible. I just mean they faced some really good quarterbacks. They faced Drew Brees, Tom Brady, you know, Patrick Mahomes. They faced guys like that. Even Justin Herbert's balling, played really well. Drew Locke is is not that guy. Right? You have to make Drew Locke play quarterback. That's the thing. Drew Locke's pretty good at extending the play playing a little bit of hero ball. He's good at that. You got to make him stay in the pocket, 
set the edges, right? Cleveland Furl's been really good at setting the edges, not letting quarterbacks roll out. Um, Max Crosby's been good at the hustle plays. So I think it's a good matchup for the Raiders. They played pretty well against Drew Locke defensively last year in that really, really sad end of the season overtime loss to Denver. So Drew Locke on his own doesn't really scare me that much. But they have some young wide receivers that are kind of pesky, you know. It's not an elite wide receiver core, but Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler, um, Cortland Sutton would have been part of that. He got hurt at the beginning of the year. My fantasy team struggled from it. No big deal. Um, but K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's really starting to come on right now. Uh, K.J. Hamler's been making some plays. Uh, had a really uh, big touchdown against the uh, the Chargers two weeks ago. And uh, Tim Patrick's rock solid, man. Rock solid journeyman, wide receiver, undrafted guy. Um, he's got some weapons, right? An offensive line. Garrett Bowles has been – like, Garrett Bowles is, like, pretty good now. Or at least at this point this year, Garrett Bowles has been pretty good. Um, I think the key to this offense is, is going to be – look, the run game is not quite there for the Broncos. Lindsey and Gordon isn't that one-two combo that a lot of people thought it was going to be. Um, and the Raiders have done pretty good against Lindsay. Um, I, I just I don't really remember Philip Lindsay just torching the Raiders. I, I think I think they've done a pretty good job against him. But I think the key is going to be Noah Fant, uh, first round tight end from last year, is scheduled. I, I think he's going to play Sunday. I mean, maybe he doesn't, but he's back at practice this week. And the Raiders are missing Corey Littleton. Now. Say what you will about Corey Littleton. I see a lot of people really down on him. I'm, I'm kind of down on him, too. It's, it hasn't been what I thought. I thought he was going to be a lot more of a playmaker than he is. But uh, B.D. Williams did a really nice job on Tape Don't Lie, breaking it down. Uh, shout out Tape Don't Lie. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, but I, Littleton, you're able to put Littleton on an island, right, that you're not with, with a tight end, right, or, or somebody you want him to cover, running back, whoever you want him to cover. You're able to put him on, a, on an island, that I don't think you're able to do with Nicholas Morrow. I don't think you're able to do that with Kyle Wilbur, guys like that. The Raiders don't have like a legit backup for Corey Littleton. It's not Kwiatkowski either. It's just not his game. So what do you do against Noah Fan? It's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be the matchup they're going to want to look at as the Broncos. Littleton did uh, was is on the COVID list. That doesn't necessarily mean he has a positive test, but he is out uh, per Vic Tafer uh, for the game. So a lot of people are down on Littleton, but that does not mean this team is better when Littleton is not on the field, okay? Those two things aren't, aren't the same. You can have those two thoughts. We're saying, hey, I'm a little bit disappointed in Littleton, but I don't want him out. You know what I'm saying, right? That's like if you're down on a certain quarterback, right? Like say the Minnesota Vikings. Say you're down on Kirk, Kirk Cousins. You don't like Kirk Cousins, right? Do you want his backup to play? No, right? So Noah Fant, to me, is going to be the thing the Raiders have to key in on on defense. You got, you got to stop him. I, I think if the Raiders can get Drew Locke to stay in the pocket, kind of push their young receivers around in the secondary, because the young secondary's got some things. That's why I'd like to see Isaiah Johnson out there, right? Big physical corner, man, pushing guys like Jerry Judy around and stuff like that, getting physical with them. Um, And I don't believe the run game is going to kill the Raiders. The Raiders have been doing an okay job against the run. Um, wasn't, I don't know if it was great against the chargers, but it, it, 
it hasn't been this the, the what well, hasn't been as bad as the Patriots and and Bills weeks like uh, they've been doing okay. But on defense, uh, the Broncos. Let's start with their defensive line. They have a really solid defensive line. This is without Von Miller. I think with Von Miller, this could be like an elite defensive front. Shelby Harris, you ever heard of him? Yeah, Reggie McKenzie draft pick. He's playing really well since he left the Raiders, man. He uh, People remember he batted down the pass in overtime. That would have been to a wide-open Hunter Renfro uh, to win the game in overtime for the Raiders. But uh, last year... But Shelby Harris has been really good. Bradley Chubb's good. Jeremiah Tauchu, really good. Jarrell Casey, really good. Really good up front. So I, I think you can run against that defense, and I, and I anticipate the run game still going good. Possible Devontae Booker revenge game would be real nice. Um, right here, I'm just going to put it on Rock Vegas record here. I do believe that uh, Devontae Booker will have a 30 or more yard touchdown. 30 or greater yard touchdown in this game. Just calling it. But you're going to want to run against this team. I think they're going to do a better job pinning their ears back, especially with the two tackles out. I think they're going to want to pin their ears back and really bother Derek Carr. Um, so that's something you're going to want to do against them. Now, where I see the weakness in is, uh, is their linebackers, right? I don't think their linebackers are going to be able to cover Darren Waller. And and the running backs out of the backfield like Richard and and uh, and guys like that. I don't I don't see that happening. Um, maybe they bring the safeties down. I don't know. I'm not the best scheme expert, so maybe they'll bring the safeties down because Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson are very good. So maybe they bring them down to help out with guys like Waller. But if they're going to leave linebackers on Waller, forget it. That just became the game plan. Get the ball to Waller. Also in the secondary, Bryce Callahan's really good, um, but they don't really have like a compliment to him uh, on the other side. So you, you, you'd like to see maybe Brian Edwards start to creep out. He only had one snap last game. So maybe Brian Edwards feels a little healthier this week and can get out there, uh, maybe be a big body out there against these uh, Denver corners. But uh, I would imagine Bryce Callahan's going to be have his eyes on, on Nelson Aguilar. So this could be the Renfro Waller running back kind of game. But uh, that being said, Nelson Aguilar was beating Casey Hayward and guys like that. So maybe Nelson Aguilar is just a beast. Maybe that's the case. But like I said, I'd like to see them work Darren Waller, the running backs out of the backfield, especially because I don't know how much time you're going to have. I think the, the Broncos are really going to push pass rush against Derek Carr. So really, just to wrap it up, the Raiders got to beat this team, man. They got to beat this team. They are better than the Denver Broncos. They're a better team, head and shoulders. I think almost at every level. You could argue maybe they have a better defensive line than, than the Raiders do. But I think they're better. I think they have a better quarterback. I think they have, I mean, even Noah Fant's really good. I think Darren Waller's better, right? I think the Raiders wide receivers right now are better. Um, and the Raiders run game is better. And I think the Raiders have a better coach. So what you cannot lose this game, all right? Um, I consider it a must-win because being six and three, right? After after all these injuries, all the COVID drama, all that kind of stuff, being six and three, be in the driver's seat then, especially with some very winnable games coming up. Um, you know, the week after, you don't want to look ahead, but you're gonna have Kansas City coming off a bye, so that could be very tough. Especially they're gonna be kind of pissed with what the Raiders did to them 
at Arrowhead. But the Raiders need to beat this team, right? Work the Broncos' corners and linebackers in coverage. Don't let that defensive line get home. Don't be setting on. Don't be worried about running rugs deep, trying to hit the, that home run ball. Do what you do, right? Take the home run ball every so often, man. Maybe do that off of play action if your run game's working. But don't uh, don't don't force that ball deep. Don't let that. I don't want to see any fumbles from Derek Carr because you know they're doing seven step drops with him and uh, trying to hit this home run ball to Rugs, trying to hit the home run ball to Waller, Aguilar. Work it underneath. Um, let's get Waller going again, right? Waller's been getting touchdowns in the red zone, but I want to see those games like he had against the Saints, right? Where it's just a volume catcher. Make him your true number one in that game because I think Waller's going to be the key to beating this Broncos team, right? So, yeah, I, I, I expect the Raiders to win this game. Let's have a laugher, man. Remember the last laugher the Raiders had where it wasn't even a game? That was 2017 against the Jets, week two. I was at that game. It was a wonderful game to be at. Marshawn dancing on the sidelines. We all know how that season ended up. We don't really want to go back and relive that season. But let's have a laugher week, you know, what is it, 9, 10? Uh, I can't even remember. So, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess it would be week 10. Yeah, let's have a laugher against the, against the Broncos. This is a team you should be able to beat down handily. And, you know, the Raiders haven't been able to put teams away, but I'd like to see some turnovers created, right? Win the turnover battle. Look at what that punt, that muffed punt in the Chargers game did for that game. The Chargers really were kind of looking like they were, you know, going blow for blow with the Raiders until they turned the ball over. Get Drew Locke to turn the ball over. Force a fumble against the running backs, you know? Something like that. Something on special teams, anything. That's how you blow teams out, man. You score, score relentlessly, and get them to turn the ball over. And I, and I will say, I, I think this defense has played well against the Broncos in both games last year. So it'll be nice to see the defense maybe step up and, and win, win one of the games, kind of like how they did against Cleveland, but without the weather being involved, right? It's going to be at Allegiant Stadium. Weather's not going to be an issue for the Denver Broncos. So let's go, Raiders. Let's, let's, let's go. Put to the test. Get to 6-3, and three, a convincing 6-3, and three, how good that would be. There's no... If they lose this game, that's going to be on the level of losing to the Jets last year, in my opinion. Even worse, because you're at home. But I do expect the Raiders to win this game. They should win it, and I'm expecting them to. So, yeah, that's 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 pretty much all I got this week, guys. Um, you know, as always, you could follow me on Twitter. I'm at Glenn Rockney. You know, feel free to talk smack to me. You know, if you don't like the show, let me know. If you like the show, let me know. You know, I mean, I'm I'm on Twitter. I like to engage and do all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, thanks to everybody who's listening. The numbers go up every week. Um, it's nice to get new listeners, new followers, and stuff like that. Um, shout out to everyone who's been here since day one. Uh, that's that one was really good during quarantine, especially when I'd be like, man, I don't feel like doing an episode this week, especially when there was not a lot of content or anything going on. But I knew there would be a couple listeners, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I do this episode, they got something to listen to. So that was always nice. And as far as guests go, I, I really want to have more guests on here. So if you want somebody on this show, tweet at them to come on this show. Tweet at them. You know what I mean? That's how, I, that's how Josh Dubow was on here. A bunch of people were tweeting at him. You know what I mean? And he ended up reaching out and saying, hey, let's do it. You know? So go ahead. Make it happen. Uh, I, I like having guests on here. 
um don't suggest yourself by the way uh to come on don't don't suggest yourself that's okay but uh, i get a lot of people saying hey have me on the show come on let's go i, I want to be on it let's go i'm like hey man w w to do what you know <laughs> to do what but uh nonetheless thanks for listening um this is rock vegas i have another podcast called rare candy podcast um that is what the youtube channel is called that's what the kind of the media I uh, can't call it a company, but the whole media uh, group that it's under this podcast is under is under rare candy pod one at rare candy pod one. Um, follow that on Twitter. Um, we got a bunch of new episodes up there, a bunch of new content on the YouTube page, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, please leave a review if you can. Um, that really helps people find this podcast. It sticks out more um, amongst the millions and millions of podcasts out there. Um, thanks again to everybody. And uh, this will be uploaded shortly. All right, let's go Raiders.